0: Welcome to Coach Bennett's Podcast, where every run has a purpose, where kindness is hardcore, where this is about running, and this is not about running, where every starting line is a finish line in disguise, where rambling still gets you where you need to be, where pineapple will never ruin your pizza, and the sodas, adult and not adult kind, are always cold, and where there is room on the starting line for everybody. I'm Coach Bennett. Thank you for letting me be a part of your day. Let's get started. Welcome to Coach Bennett's podcast. This is episode six, get better at running while you're not running. That's right. I'm going to give you some of my best ideas for how you can do just that. Get better at running while you're not running. I also talk a little bit about the USA track and field champs. I crack open the good old mailbag. This is a good episode, so enough of my yapping. Let's get to me talking. And just like that, Episode 6 begins of Coach Bennett's podcast, Episode 6. Can you believe it? Of course you can, because last week was Episode 5, and after 5 comes 6. This is simple math, which I thrive at. I'm just going to throw this in here real quick, real early, I used to dominate math up until about fourth grade, maybe third grade. Then we got into some funky stuff like long division in sixth grade. Kind of, sort of handled that. Seventh grade, we started doing some really weird stuff. By eighth grade, math was losing its favor with me. Freshman year was algebra, something or other. Didn't really enjoy that. Sophomore year, I don't even remember what we were doing. By the time I was senior, I realized I did not enjoy mathematics as a discipline to study. No offense to the math nerds, I think what you do is awesome. I really do. I have the utmost respect for you. But when we started to get into some weird math with, you know, symbols and letters and all sorts of stuff like that, I was out. Now, if you need me to do some basic math, I am your guy. I can give you the five runner average at any cross country meet in just a few seconds. You need to know what to tip. Not only can I tell you the percentage, if you're like, I need 20% or 30%, I'll also tell you what you should tip based on the quality of the service. Now, I'm usually going to skew higher because it's a tough job. Let's be honest, working in a restaurant is brutal. But basic math, if we go back to my original point, I can kick some serious ass. Alright, just saying. I don't know if this counts as a humble brag, because I'm not trying to be humble about it. Basic math, I'm great. Okay, welcome to episode 6. By the way, if this was a Roman numeral, we're talking V-I. And the reason why I'm bringing it up is because I said last week, episode 5 was V. So now I'm giving you Roman numerals. Again, basic math. Can you imagine, just for a second here, I'm going to really try to not ramble too much after this, but can you imagine doing math with Roman numerals? How brutal that would be? I mean, imagine doing long division with Roman numerals. Can you even do long division with Roman numerals? I've never tried it. Maybe that's something one of you could try, and then you could write me a little note and send it to the mailbox. Hey, coach, tried it. Didn't work. Disaster. Ruined half of my day. Didn't appreciate it. Something like that. That's the the negative letter that I might get. Maybe there's a positive one of, hey, it was a great way to spend an afternoon. I don't know. There's a lot of geeks that probably listen to this podcast and that makes me really happy because I'm a geek too. So, episode six, Coach Bennett's podcast is titled, How to Get Better at Running While You're Not Running. I'm excited for this podcast. But before I get into it, I got to tell you a little bit about what I've been up to, because I was in Eugene, Oregon this past weekend at the U.S. Track and Field National Championships. That's right. U.S. champs at Hayward Field, and it was great. It was fantastic. What was the best part about it? I'll tell you. The athletes, the show that they put on, the performances that they gave, the efforts that you could see from your seat happening on the track, happening on the field by these extraordinary athletes. That's what was awesome. I mean, it was a bizarre kind of meet because there are a lot of great athletes that were doing different events. I was going to say off events, but only only off in the sense that they weren't doing Their primary event, maybe their best event. They were doing their second or sometimes third best event. In some cases, you had world champions, you could make the case doing maybe their third or fourth best event, which made it really exciting. And I gotta say, I had a blast. I mean, I think the best track and field meet at the elite level is the u.s olympic trials and i'm biased because i'm I'm american but the tension and the stress and the intensity where you know that you have to be top three to make the team and you know that's that's euphoric when you see those athletes achieving a lifelong dream now on The other side, because the pendulum, if it's going to swing all the way to the left, it's going to swing all the way to the right on the way back. There are athletes that you see on the track realizing this is it. This is the end of the road. Now, this year was not an Olympic trials year, but it was, is a world champs year. So there was a lot of excitement and tension and stress and anxiety and intensity, like I said, about making that world championship team. But I got to give credit to the fields all the way back. Not just people battling to be top three. You had a lot of athletes battling to be top five, battling to be top ten. It was just a lot of fun. You should do some digging online and find some of these videos. You can go to runnerspace.com. I know that they've got uh, videos up on demand of all of the events that you can look at. Check it out. Do yourself a favor give yourself the gift of watching some of these events because across the board it really was an excellent meet and as I'm going to talk about later watching track and field cross country regardless of the level whether you're watching a master's meet whether you're watching a a youth meet or a high school meet or a college meet if you can become a fan of your sport it's going to help you Become better at the sport. We're going to talk about that later. Well, I, I guess let's just start talking about it now. This episode, episode six of Coach Bennett's podcast, is how to get better at running while you're not running. I get questions all the time about all facets of the sport training, recovery, injury prevention, how to heal from an injury, how to get over sickness the mindset aspect, the mindfulness aspect, the emotional side, spiritual side of running, I get questions about it all. There are about 10 questions that get asked a million different ways. And one of them is, what else can I do? Or how can I get better? They all come from the same place, which is, how do I progress? How do I move forward? How do I get a little better? It makes sense that a lot of this starts with, should I run more? Should I run faster? Should I run different? So there's this idea that in order to get better at running, it has to involve running. And that's just not true. I would make the case that once you've been running consistently, you should actually be looking at other areas of your life to improve that will help the running. Because it gets difficult to add more volume to your running. It gets difficult to run faster. It gets difficult to add harder workouts But there are so many other parts of your life that play a part in your running that I bet have room for improvement. So what we're going to do is we're going to focus not on how you can run to get better at running. We're going to focus on how you can do other things that don't involve running that will help you become a better runner. How cool is that? The answer is really, 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 really cool. We're going to start with some of the basic necessities for life. This is where I like to go initially when I'm talking to someone about how they can improve. I like to talk about what they're already doing rather than saying, oh, well, um, let's, let's add a whole bunch of new things to your life so you can become a better runner. Now I'm just adding more things to this plate rather than saying, what do we already have on your plate that we can actually improve upon? Okay, so the first one is something I know everyone does because like I said, it is a necessity for life and that's sleep. If you can sleep better, you will be a better runner. It's that simple. I know the audience is almost all runners, which is great. And I imagine the first thing that most of you thought of was better sleep means more sleep. Like I said, I like to start with what you're already doing. So if you're only getting six hours of sleep a night, which ideally you get more, but if you're only getting six, rather than me saying, hey, I've got an idea, get two more hours of sleep. Well, you may not be able to do that. So let's focus on the six hours of sleep you're getting and make them better hours of sleep. And I'm starting with sleep because sleep is where you recover best. And great running is dependent on great recovery so if you can sleep better you will recover better and you will run better how neat and tidy is that so neat so tidy so here are a few tips on how you can sleep better even if you can't sleep more by the way if you can somehow sleep more and sleep better well all of that's a lot of good stuff but Short of sleeping more, let's focus on sleeping better. First and foremost, I'll let you know that there's a Coach Bennett's newsletter called Recover Like a Badass that goes into more detail than I'm going to be going in on this podcast, okay? So if you want to actually get a little bit more detail about how to sleep better, check that out. I'm going to give you the basic premise here, and then like I said, if you want to dig deeper, well, cool. You get to read more, and reading more is awesome. So how to sleep better. First, more snooze, less booze. That's right. Alcohol can impair our ability to get REM. Okay, that's that deep state sleep where we recover at our best. So if you want a better chance to get into that deep state sleep where you recover best, stay away from the booze. Lay off the sauce for a few hours before bed, okay? So if you're going to have a few drinks, make sure it's nowhere near when you're going to sleep. Give yourself that time to adjust, which is a word I'm going to be using over and over again, that adjust, adjust, adjust. Allow yourself to adjust to getting to sleep. Alcohol screws that up. Alcohol impairs your ability to get that deep state of sleep. So less booze will equal more snooze, okay? Chill out, What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is get the temperature in your room cold. Get it cold. We sleep best in colder temperatures, okay? Now, we're talking like 60, 65 degrees Fahrenheit, all right? That's like 16 to 18 degrees Celsius. It's pretty chilly, so make sure you got a nice little blankie with you, but if you can get the room nice and cold, you're going to sleep better darkness falls yes let the dark have its day make your room as dark as you can okay sometimes that means you need some better shades okay to really block out any light in your room the darker it is the greater the ability you're going to have to get a deep sleep now you know what a simple solve is if you don't have access to I don't know, some really great blinds, get a sleeping mask. That's right. Just wear a sleeping mask. It makes things dark. It's a sleeping mask, and it will help. Deeper sleep, better recovery, right? So who cares if, you know, you're rocking a sleeping mask in a very cold room, and you're totally stone cold sober. What it means is you're going to be recovering like a champion, okay? And you know what champions do? They prepare. You need a sleep routine, People roll their eyes when I say this. It's funny that they don't roll their eyes when I say you need a pre-race routine. But the second I say you need a pre-sleep routine, oh, what's coach talking about? Coach is talking about dropping wisdom on you and you don't know what's happening, okay? Little flakes of wisdom dropping from the sky. You think it's dandruff and you're dusting it off your shoulders when what you really need to be doing is... Is soaking it all up. None of this really makes sense. I got halfway through what I thought was going to be some type of great descriptive uh, rendition that was going to make you realize that I was dropping wisdom bombs. But whatever, the point is, the point is, you need a pre sleep routine. You want your body to know, oh, we're getting ready for bed. And if you make this a habit, if you make this a ritual, when you start doing these things, your body will respond. It will start to say to itself, we're getting ready for bed. Let's anticipate that by starting to slow down, by starting to relax, by starting to set ourselves up to fall into that deep state sleep so we can recover. All right. So sleep better when you can't sleep more and sleep better. Focus on what you can do. So yeah, you might need eight hours. It's not going to happen for whatever reason. Okay. Then what you need to do is the best you can do, which may be six hours of sleep, but you can make it a better six hours of sleep. Okay? So we're like I said, we're starting with essentials. You know it's another thing I know you need? Fluids. You need to be hydrated. If you don't sleep for long enough bad things will happen, like organs will shut down. If you don't hydrate, if you don't get fluids, bad things tend to happen. So I know one thing that you're doing is sleeping. I know another thing that you're doing, and that's getting fluids inside you. So what I need you to do is try to just hydrate better. Now, there are so many misconceptions about what that means. Some people think, well... If I drink a soda, it dehydrates me. Not exactly. If I drink alcohol, it dehydrates me. Not exactly. You know, when I drink uh, bubbly water, you know, it's going to dehydrate me. No, it doesn't. That's, that's not true. The, the thing with soda and the thing with alcohol and the thing with coffee is it's a di- those are diuretics. What happens is they instigate the need to take a leak. They make you go to the bathroom a lot, a lot more than if you were just drinking, let's say, water. Okay. So what happens is it can make it harder for you to hydrate because you're using the bathroom so much. So if you're trying to hydrate, what you want to do is make it as easy as possible. Now, If you're someone that loves soda, if you're someone that drinks coffee a lot, if you're someone that has an alcoholic beverage now and again, okay, fine. This is what I'm going to ask you to do. Have some water in between the drinks. So if you have, let's say, three sodas a day, okay, have a glass of water in between the sodas. Just get in the habit of saying, I had a Coke or a Pepsi or a Sprite or whatever it is, I'm gonna have a glass of water now. I'm not telling you to not have soda. I'm just saying, add a water. Because this is what's gonna happen. One, it's good for you to be drinking more water. The overwhelming majority of people are not hydrating enough. So, odds are you're probably a little bit dehydrated all day long, just about every day. So, get in the habit of drinking some more water. Don't focus on saying, I'm cutting out coffee, I'm cutting out booze, I'm, I'm cutting out all my soda. That's, that's not how this needs to work, okay? Start by just adding some water after you have these sodas or a drink or a coffee. Or better yet, have a water before. Have a water before that first coffee in the morning. Have a water before you drink the soda at lunch. Have a water before you crack open a Bud Light or if you're in Oregon, a fancy IPA. Have a water first. Here's a little secret. This is what's going to happen. You're probably going to drink less of the soda, the coffee, and the booze if you're having all this water. Why? Because you're having all this water. So it's not completely altering your lifestyle. It's not forcing you to go cold turkey on a number of things. What it's doing is introducing something beneficial that then is going to have a beneficial effect by saying, wow, I'm just not that thirsty because I'm hydrated. And for many people, that's a new feeling. So add water before or after you have your coffee, your soda, or your alcoholic beverage, preferably have it before. Have a pint of water before each of these beverages, okay? So again, it's not about saying I'm cutting soda out of my existence. It's about adding water, more water to your existence. Now, here's the thing. Just being 1% or 2% dehydrated can have consequences to your performance and not just your physical performance, your mental performance. You concentrate less you focus less by being just a little dehydrated. So not only are you gonna become a better runner, you're just gonna be a smarter version of yourself. How cool is that? I made you less stupid. Now I mean, again, the more positive spin on this is I made you smarter, and really it's you making you smarter because you're the one who's drinking the water. But if I can take a little bit of credit here I guess I would like to say I made you smarter. If you're someone who likes to roll negative, like if you're the type of person who's constantly saying, I suck at running, then you're probably going to refer to it as you're less stupid, but I would like to look at it as you're more smart. Okay? So, so far we've got better sleep and hydrating better. Another thing I know you need to do to exist as a living being is fuel yourself. So... Make sure you're fueling yourself. I'm not going to be too concerned about you overfueling. I, I just, it, I'm sorry, I've got a limited amount of time and I've got a limited amount of care. I'm worried about you underfueling. That's where the real problems are. I want you to be fueling. And it's one of the top questions I get especially for people once they start running which is what should I what should I go and eat right now. This is a lot of times this has happened like right after a first run. People will introduce themselves. They're all excited. They just went for their first run. Oh, it was so great. I didn't know it could be like that. That's terrific. Uh we're about to go uh get something to eat. What should we eat? And I'm like, "Um what do you what are you in the mood for?" "Uh I want a bacon cheeseburger and fries and You know, I'll get a beer because I mean, I can't believe we ran, but you know, we just ran. So, what should we eat? I'm like, well, why don't why don't you just get what you want to get? Why wouldn't you just get what you want to get? Well, we just ran, so what? Get what you want to get. Fuel yourself. If you're concerned about how healthy your choices are, you can worry about that down the road. You can add some salad here or whatever. The number one, most important thing is you're getting enough fuel. Way down the list for me, as far as I'm concerned, is what you're eating. I want you to eat enough. Make sure you're eating enough. And as you start running, okay, too often people combine that with not eating enough. They think that's the healthy option. Er, Wrong. Make sure you're fueling enough for an athlete The fuel is what powers the machine. If you rob the machine of the power, the machine doesn't just run out of power, it breaks down. Make sure you're fueling your body. So let's do this again. Focus on the fuel that goes in. Do not concern yourself with the fuel you're keeping out. That's not how you power a machine. By robbing it of fuel. So, Make sure you are taking care of the machine that you are, the epic, kick-ass, badass machine that you are. And if you're working that machine, make sure you're supplying it with the fuel, okay? So we've got three essentials right now that you need to survive, that you need as a living thing that we've been focusing on so far. That's sleep, that's hydration, that's fueling. I think there's another one that is essential for survival, which means it's something I know you're doing or not doing enough of that will help you become a better runner while you're not running. Now, if you've ever seen Castaway, okay, Castaway is a great movie. Tom Hanks, all time great actor. It's about a guy on a deserted island. I'm not going to give away very much. Well, I'm going to give away a little bit. So if you haven't seen Castaway, What you need to do is pause this, go watch Castaway. Believe me, it's on your TV in some way. It's on some streaming service or whatever. You probably bought it as a DVD or someone in your house bought it as a DVD when it came out way back when. Watch it, then come back. So I'll give you a couple seconds to pause it, and then I'll start talking again. So pause it now. Okay, I'm back. So you've seen Castaway. All right, so spoiler alerts, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's prepared. Now, Tom Hanks' character has to find water on the deserted island. Check. Has to find fuel. Check. Has to find accommodations, like a cave, so he can sleep safely and soundly. Check. But what he doesn't have, which he has to find, and which ultimately helps him survive, is community. Contact, relationships, that's Wilson. Wilson was the missing piece. Without Wilson, the food, the water, the sleep can keep him alive, but will not allow him to thrive. So you need community. You need people in your life, friends, teammates, confidants, colleagues, mentors. You need neighbors. You need strangers that you can wave at and just have that brief contact passing on a trail. How you doing? Great job. Keep it up. You need community. So look around you. See where you can build relationships. See where you can repair relationships. See where you can mend relationships. See where there are relationships that have yet to begin that you can start up. Take care of those relationships. Build a better community around you. Be a part then of this better community. If you do that, you're going to run better. I'm telling you, you will run better if you have a better, stronger, healthier community that you're a part of. What this also means is look around. And if your community sucks, if it's unhealthy, if it's toxic, get out of it. There are better communities. You deserve to be in a better community. Find them. And yes, sometimes that means leaving the one you're in. Have the guts to cross that finish line with this community and cross a starting line into a new community. So we've got better sleep. We've got hydration. We've got fueling. And we've got community. These are four aspects that you can work on while you're not running that will help you become a better runner. Okay, I've got another one. Practice being a better teammate to yourself. That's right. This one's tough because the majority of people are horrendous teammates to themselves. If you think about the last tough run you had, the last crappy run you had, the last miserable race you had, Think about some of the things you probably were telling yourself in your head during those races or runs. Think about the awful things you've said to yourself after poor performances or when something didn't go the way that you wanted it to or when you came up a little bit short or you stumbled or took some steps back. Think about how you handled that within yourself. What types of things were you saying to yourself? Were you being a great teammate to yourself? Because I'll tell you what, if you just step back and imagine you're watching a documentary on a team that just suffered a tough loss, and then you heard teammates talking to themselves, to each other, the way that you talk to yourself, you would be sitting on that couch saying, this team is a disaster. That is not how they're going to get better. By tearing each other apart, by tearing each other down, That is not how they're going to build themselves back up. That's not how they're going to put themselves back together after a tough loss. No way. But that's how we act to ourselves all the time. We can be the worst possible teammate to ourselves, which means we got a pendulum swinging again. We can be the best possible teammate to ourselves. Oh, baby, yeah. Are you working on that? You know, when you practice that, like if, you, if you're thinking about the goal of this is to be a better runner and the goal of this podcast is to focus on how we can get better at running while we're not running, then what I'm telling you is all those other parts of the day when you're not running, you're still a teammate to yourself. How are you handling that relationship at work, at school, when you're alone? How are you handling that internal conversation between yourself And yourself. Are you being a great teammate? Because if you can become a better teammate to yourself all day long and on the run, you're going to not only become a better runner, you're going to become a better you. Period. Because you've got someone that always has your back. That's always in your corner. That's always going to support you. And that person is you. You're never going to spend more time with anyone than you are with yourself. Be a kick-ass teammate for yourself. Do that, and yes, you're going to run better. Okay, two more, because we're running out of time. Be a fan of the sport. I talked earlier about how I was at the U.S. Track and Field National Championships, okay? I'm a runner, without a doubt. I love the sport. I love watching other athletes compete. I love every single level, whether it's a bunch of kids racing, or whether it's the 80 and over 100-meter dash at the Penn Relays, or whether it's the U.S. Olympic Trials or the Olympics or the World Championships or it's the NCAA Championships or it's a state championship or Nike Outdoor Nationals for high school runners, I love it all, whether it's a road race, an ultra marathon, a trail race, a marathon. I love it. I absolutely love it. And the best part is every time I watch, I'm inspired. Every time I watch, I'm excited. I'm a better version of of myself because i'm motivated and inspired by all of these people i become a student of the sport because i love the sport so much and as i became more knowledgeable about the sport i became more knowledgeable about what i was doing i started to pay attention to how other athletes trained i started to pay attention about how other coaches coached i started to pay attention to race tactics and recovery techniques i started to pay attention to all of these different things i didn't always agree with what i saw i didn't always use everything that i had had seen or heard but i became a better coach a better athlete a better teammate for having paid attention for having been and continuing to be a student of this sport for being a fan of this sport if you want to become a better runner be a fan of the sport. Be a fan of your sport. It's your sport. You will enjoy it more as a fan. Okay, we've got time for two more. I'll try to be quick on these. I get excited. I apologize. I don't apologize. I get excited. What can I say? Okay, be an athlete. Be an athlete. Yes, runners are athletes. Absolutely. It doesn't mean you're working on becoming a better athlete when you're working on becoming a better runner running is a full-body movement but we're not always working all of the muscles the way we could when we're running there are other activities you can do to make yourself more powerful there are other things you can do beyond running to build endurance there are other things you can do beyond running that will make you harder to hurt less likely to be injured There are other things you can do when you're not running to make yourself become a better athlete. These are exercises. These are drills. These are other sports. You can play basketball. You can play tennis. You can play soccer. You can swim. You can cycle. There are so many things you can do. You can skateboard. Skateboard is a kick-ass thing to do as a runner. As long as you're safe and you're taking your time learning how to skateboard, just like you would be safe and take your time learning how to run. But skateboarding is great to develop balance and coordination, which are really useful as an athlete. Same thing with some of these side-to-side sports like tennis and soccer and basketball. There's a form of athleticism that runners have and there are forms of athleticism that running doesn't accentuate or build upon like these other sports can. And yet, by doing those things, you become a better runner. Now, you can mimic some of these things, like with drills. So if you don't have the ability to go play a pickup soccer game, sorry, football, or you know, play tennis or basketball... You can do drills, and you can mimic that side-to-side movement, the explosion of some of the things that happen when you're taking off. I mean, you're not going to be doing fartlek and intervals every single day, but you can do things that mimic fartlek and interval and speed workouts just about every day. You can strengthen muscles like your quads and your hip flexors and your, your abdomen with your abs and your hips, all of these things that you need to do supplemental work in order to do the work. Remember, when it comes to training, you always want to be stronger than the running you're doing. What happens is too often we build up this unbelievable cardio specimen who's actually a very weak athlete. They don't hurt their lungs. There aren't a lot of athletes saying like, oh, I strained my lungs. No, they're getting hurt because they're too weak to do the running that they're trying to do. They've built up the volume and the speed and the intensity, but they're still the same athlete they were six months earlier Doing work six months later that is far and away harder, more difficult, more taxing than the work they did at the beginning. But they haven't improved as an athlete at all. And that delta, that difference between the work you're doing and the athlete you are, well, if you're not stronger than the work you're doing, you will break down or get hurt. And that's where injuries come from a lot of the times. So become a better athlete, become a better runner. Okay? And the last thing I'm going to mention have other passions. Don't just run. Don't let running be the only thing in your life. Maybe it's the most important thing, okay? All right, that's fine. People have passions. It's 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 something that they've, they've set a goal for. It's terrific. That's wonderful. But have other passions. Have other outlets. Have the ability to back off that when you're not running, you're not running. Maybe it's writing. Maybe it's reading. Maybe it's water skiing. I don't know. I've never water skied. It looks like so much fun, though. So much fun. I will say, I was a little scarred from Jaws three, which even though it's an absolutely terrible movie, it's so terrible, it's great. But I think there's a scene where they're water skiing and Jaws comes up from behind. You know what's going to happen next. But so that kind of freaked me out a little bit. But I would try it now. I would definitely try it now. In the back of my mind, I'd be thinking, there's you know maybe a fifteen. 20% chance that there's a shark behind me catching up and probably going to do its business. But the point is, short of that, I'm into it. I'd be I'd be all in if somebody invited me to go water skiing. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sure there'd have to be a little bit of some, some I guess, training or coaching. But hey, I'm down for it. But the point is, have other passions. It could be watching movies. It could be knitting. It could be puzzles. It could be all of those things. Have many passions. You need these other things. When I say that great running is dependent on great recovery, I'm not just meaning the physical side to it. You need to mentally, emotionally, and spiritually recover. And not just from running, from life, from work, from school, from family, all of these things. You don't just physically recover And then have a great run. You need to recover in so many different ways. And if you have multiple passions, which is just code for you having multiple things in your life that you care about, that bring you joy, that get you excited, that get you out of bed in the morning, and sometimes get you in bed at night because you say, I got to get up in the morning and do one of these things that I'm really excited about. You will run better. Let running be one of those passions, but have other passions. They won't take away from your running. They will only add to it, okay? You want more good stuff in your life. Too often I see people, especially in sports, that think I have to strip everything out of my life to be as good as I can at this pursuit. And that is such complete and total Oh shit. Not true. More good stuff in your life doesn't push out the good stuff in your life. You know what more good stuff in your life pushes out? The bad stuff. That's what happens. You keep bringing in good stuff, great. You got room for it. It's the same thing with love. You, you're never going to run out of the capacity to love. Okay. You're not going to blow up from having too much love in your life, okay? You won't break down from having too much love in your life. Not true with hate, though. Too much hate in your life, you will break down. Too much hate in your life, the machine stops working properly. It's really bad fuel. Love, high-grade fuel. It's gonna... In fact, when you put it in, the, 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 the gas tank just gets bigger. Hate... The gas tank gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and the hate starts to overflow, and then it just corrodes the engine, and the whole thing falls apart. So, a little bit of a ramble there, but I think we know what we're talking about. This is about running, and this is not about running. You know what I'm saying? Great. So, in summary, if you want to get better at running while you're not running, sleep, hydration, fuel, community, be a great teammate to yourself, be a fan of the sport. Be an athlete and have passion. Have passions. Okay? There we go. All right. This was a good episode. I mean, granted, I still got to edit it, and it's kind of late. It's been a weird day. Yes, this is Wednesday. This is coming out literally in two hours and 23 minutes. So I got a lot of work to do. But we've got some more things to get through, like the mailbag. It's mailbag time. You excited? All right. I feel like we need like a jingle for the mailbag, you know, like just a little one, but something like, it's time for the mailbag. It's going to be way better than that. Don't worry about it. But like mailbag, mailbag, I don't know. We're going to, maybe if somebody wants to write a jingle and send it in, we'll use that. But anyway, my mom, who I spoke with on the phone today, hey there mom, she listens to the podcast. Um, She wanted me to have a crinkling noise when I go to the mailbag. So let's see if this works. We're reaching in to the mailbag. So there you go, mom. And the first one is I love this. This is from Sarah Uribe from writing from Vermont. And what I love about this is Sarah wrote using a season's greetings card. And it's the middle of the summer. I love it. It says, Dear Coach Bennett, this is the only greeting card I had on hand. Sorry. Not sorry. Guess what, Sarah? Don't be sorry. I love the fact that I'm getting a season's greetings card with two ice skates and a bow on it, in the middle of the summer. Anyway, question: Can you do an NRC run with fictional character Ted Lasso? Okay, and then obviously the card has written, which is not Sarah. This is card may all may all the joys of the season be yours. And then she writes, "You're the best." Happy early holidays. Well, Sarah in Vermont, thank you so much. And I'll tell you what, it's funny. A little over a year ago, Men's Health Magazine did an article on me. Uh, Mickey Rapkin wrote it. Great article. Um, And there was actually a section in there which said uh, Coach Bennett or Ted Lasso. And and you had to pick which quotes uh, Ted Lasso had said or I had said, which was kind of funny. Yeah, I would love to do A run with Ted Lasso not sure what he's doing right now I think he's back home Um, I don't even know if he's with Richmond anymore but I have a sneaking suspicion this isn't the last we've seen of Coach Lasso I don't think he has um, turned into simply Ted Lasso I think he's still going to be Coach Lasso but I would be more than welcome to have him on NRC or Coach Bennett's podcast so Ted Coach Lasso, if you're listening, reach out. You know where to find me. There's a mailbag. And uh, I would love to have either you on the show or do a run with you. Okay, I think next time I'm going to dedicate more time to the mailbag. It's starting to back up. I need to get through a whole bunch of mail, but I kind of went overboard tonight with the show. And like I said, I still got to edit it. So if you've sent in some mail, I'm going to try to get through it. We'll have an extended mailbag next week. Okay. So thank you. If you've sent some stuff into the mailbag, I really appreciate it. We're going to get through more next week. All right. Now what's ahead? Well, we got a lot coming in the next week. So be on the lookout Uh, this weekend. There is another Coach Bennett's newsletter coming to Substack so be on the lookout for that if you have not subscribed the information is in the show notes please check out Coach Bennett's newsletter we just dropped another episode of 2 Coach Bennett's Talking that's with Coach Tammy Bennett that link is also in the show notes yeah busy week coming up so check out what I mentioned check out those show notes and as always thank you so much much for listening. I appreciate it. Please subscribe. Please give a good review and a rating because it means so much. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourself, take care of each other, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Coach Bennett's podcast. And if you feel like you've just got to get yourself some more Coach Bennett, You can find me on Instagram, at Coach Bennett. Or you can subscribe to Coach Bennett's newsletter on Substack, or check me out on Cameo, TikTok, or Mastodon, all as at Coach Bennett. So, until next time, cheers to you.